Welcome to this edition of the 401k and Beyond podcast. This is the longer form edition where we have meaningful discussions with folks in and around the investment community. Here is your host, Brian Williams. Hello and welcome to this edition of 401k and Beyond. This is a very special show as I guess I probably say that every show, but Nancy's Nancy's really special this time around. So, um, so for our YouTube and our Facebook group, it's 401k and beyond. And when I initially put that together, you know, there's a million videos out there about Roth conversions and the 4% rule and all the numbers and dollars and cents that go in behind it. But I wanted to get into the beyond. And I think Nancy's the perfect guest to have a chat with. It's like, okay, you've got the money. You want to retire. Now what? So what? It, what is that beyond? So, so it's Nancy Schwartz. She is from Envision healthy retirement. And uh, we're happy to have her on the program. How are you, Nancy? I'm totally awesome. Thank you, Brian. I'm very excited to be here and such a great opportunity to share with your audience uh, some really important points um, besides the finance, right? Right. So so let's start off with a, with a little quick hit here and see if we can add some okay. value right away. So if somebody was retiring tomorrow, or let's say today, even just you know, November 30th and December 1st is their first day of retirement. What's the one best piece of advice you'd give them? I would say um, find your health because Mm -hmm. most of the people that I work with who are business experts, uh, you know, really have lost the fundamentals of their health. And it's simply because we're working and it's, and it's not just we're working for a day or a decade or three decades, but it's the compounding, right? So mm-hmm. it's to find all of that again. We know how to do it. We just don't do it. And so right. it's really to get a handle on that. And everybody's different, right? Everybody, you know, my profile will be different than yours and different than other people. So it's finding what works. And the other exciting thing that I really want to share with you and your audience is we are living at the convergence of science, technology, and we need to look at that from the point of view of longevity. And I know you and I have talked about longevity and lifespan, and I think it's so important to, if this um, figure is retiring December 1st, uh, to say, to think about it from, you know, really from the science of aging Mm -hmm. and what you can do today, meaning the 30th, to impact your longevity way off in the future. And there's so much available in terms of from the universities, from the research centers, from the influencers, the global MDs, PhDs, all the new, uh, you know, biotech device diagnostic type of companies that are being built around the longevity space. So to be very informed um, about what is available to you. So it's an exciting time to be alive and this person retired at the perfect time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And we say so many times that the health is wealth because of course, healthcare is very expensive and Mm. the the more you can, you know, shield your finances from, from any sort of healthcare issues, um, the better off you're going to be to a certain extent, right? But longevity could be a double-edged sword. It'd be great to work for 40 years from 25 to 65 and then be retired from 40 for 40 years to age 105 but you'd have to find a way to fund yourself for for 40 years so um but certainly we want everybody to have a long and and happy life to live to 105 and beyond right yes absolutely my goal since a little girl was 125 so i'm just laying that on the table so 125 yes wow 
I hope All I right. can make it. Yeah, but with quality, just exactly what you said, with mm -hmm. quality of life, right? That's hugely important uh, because I think both you and I know of people and have had, have, had experiences in life. Um, we don't want the latter. We want really the quality of, and it really comes down to ourselves. If we really look at the science, it's about the quality of ourselves equals the quality of our life long-term. Okay. So let's back up a little bit and talk about people, um, you know, probably twenties and thirties, they're thinking yeah. about starting their family and getting settled in their career and all that sort of stuff. But um, I think 40s is usually when people get start to get a little bit more serious about their retirement, certainly from a financial standpoint. Mm. So what should they be thinking about in their 40s about uh, retirement other than finances? Yeah, well, OK, so <laughs> that's a double edged sword and I think you know it. So in the finance world, which you cover from top to bottom, we know that it is uh, from an employee point of view very difficult to get people to start taking themselves very seriously in terms of retirement and the savings piece of it and the investing piece of it. And similarly, from my point of view, talking to 40 year olds, unless they've exited a company and then that's something very, very different. But um, it, it, it is, I think, you know, Brian, I think we're living in a time now where everything is so fast forward that we're really moving in sort of the survival mode. And that means tremendous amount of stress. If they're a young couple, they're going to have young children or not, either or dual career, but a lot of stuff is going on. So the capacity to add one more thing is extremely difficult. But I think you would concur if I, I volunteered for you and to say, really think about it's a strategy right it's not just a one-time hit right it's a strategy of the the laying out of the fundamentals of the retirement planning right and executing on that and it's very similar in terms of the person the personal piece of it as well how you are taking care of your health and what you're thinking about long term because uh, it doesn't as, as you well know it doesn't just appear overnight. It's something that has to percolate for a while. Yeah. Well, uh, Nancy, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the on that the fire movement kind of thing, right? Financially independent, retiring early. It seems to get a lot of play and gets a lot of traction on on social media, um, and maybe with the the market uh, having kind of a rough year, it's people have had to maybe work a little bit longer and that sort of stuff. But do you mm -hmm. do you think that's something that people should really be focusing on? Um, retiring as early as possible, or do you think that's unhealthy in a way? Well, I think each circumstance is very different. But if 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 you find yourself in a lucky position to exit early, um, I'm, I'm passionate about the fact that you would find something else to do. You have to have a a sense of fulfillment and purpose, be it in a, a monetary way or not. If you're that you know, you can buy your own island type of situation, then, you know, they're really, the mind needs to be engaged, the body, the soul, all of that, very similar to someone who would be 65 and plus. So I think that, um, and oftentimes these guys are serial entrepreneurs, Brian. So, you know, they'll, they'll go to their island, but they'll be too, be tired of the swimming and the coconuts, you know, after a while, right? 
And they'll go, hmm, I just had a brilliant idea. Let me assemble a team right now and I'm going to go start this new company. So it's almost like a decompression, like, oh, man, we sold it or whatever happened. Right. And, but, but then the, their drive is still there. And I know guys in their 60s and 70s still creating companies because the passion is there for whatever, um, you know, industry that they're in at that moment. Right. So but it's the passion that's there. And that's what's so important. Um, and, and look how how the work uh, world has changed so much, Brian. Right. It's not like I have to show up in New York City on Wall Street right now. Right. Mm-hmm. You, we can be anywhere practically. Um, other than those that, that are in situation, meaning must like a retail sure. design business or, or, you know, high security business or something like that. Those, those are different entities, but generally, yeah. Yeah. That, that goal of owning your own Island. I don't know. That kind of has a, a creepy connotation these days. Maybe that's not the, maybe that's <laughs> not the goal we should be talking about. Ends up, ends up being a lot of weirdos that ends up, end up owning their own Island. So. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe there's a reason they're weirdos, right? Yeah. So they're isolated, yeah, right? They're very isolated. Yeah. But in today's, in today's society, I don't think that would, would happen so much if, if one had, um, but, but, you know, again, everybody's individual. I, you know, mm-hmm. can't speak everyone's individual. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the isolations, um, you know, we talked, led into that kind of jokingly, but that can happen, you know, even uh, on the mainland, right? I mean, you can, oh. you can retire and, and suddenly feel very isolated because you, you went to an office for eight hours a day and that was it's your, not longer. You know, it was your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how important is it to establish those connections or that outside of the group, even if it's, you know, the local country club or some sort of volunteer project, um, have you found people having more success, the ones that maybe start that a few years before retirement? So, you know, I'll take my last client. So he was extremely busy um, and literally lived at the office mm-hmm. and Saturdays and Sundays, sometimes when stuff needed getting done. And so he didn't have time. But but now he's pursuing athletic opportunities within his own town. He's pursuing things that he likes, like he loves outdoor hiking. He loves um, uh, winter sports. So this is perfect that he can do things like like that now. And I really encourage one. It's the sense of community. And that is huge. You know, be it finding a church, be it finding a mission, a charity, uh, a coffee club of, you know, X individuals from your from your uh, business. Uh, that's huge. And the other the other situation that I think is really important is to have another person's point of view. So if you and I were going to have this coffee club, let's say we worked at a company together and we both exited at different times, I would say to you, blah, 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 Brian. And you'd say, really, this? I don't know. How about this? I might think this. Oh, I would say, hmm, I haven't thought of that. So it's opening up your windows because we're so ingrained in thinking um, the same way for 40 years, mm-hmm. basically, you know, basically. And so we're, we're needing to evolve. I think that that's really uh, one of my driving uh, pillars is to say that this is awesome. You've had this incredible career, but at, but at the same time, that's just the start. Right. So you've had this this passage, which is extraordinary. But now you have the opportunity to really have a white paper. I talk about it's like building a business because you're going to change your identity. You're changing your habits, your behaviors. And and part of that 
is that community, those relationships that you're building, which are so important to sustain you over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a good point. You really need the, the financial plan, but you also need the, the business plan. It's almost yeah. like you're, you're a startup retiree, right? Yes, exactly. So you have to look at it that yeah. way. Um, yeah. that's, that's really interesting about, um, you know, people getting those connections and, and how they, they leave the workforce. Have you found any of that change with your clients over, over the last couple of years with, with COVID? Have you seen the, the mindset kind of shift good or bad? In ter in terms of what retiring or yeah. Yeah. In terms of what's really important or the fact that as we talked about on the phone, people were home for a couple of years and suddenly they're like, gee, maybe I don't want to retire right away. I didn't like being home that much or, yeah. or maybe the extra time at home was good. Maybe I want to retire a little sooner. Yeah, I think it can flow both ways, depending on the company, depending on that person and their environment where they are. Right. But I think but I think the net net is that people realize that that communities are very important. Uh, relationships are very important. And also to have a sense of who they are. Right. And when you're when you're working these really rigorous hours, which we all have done, um, there's really just time for work product, right? <laughs> We're not part of that work product product. We are, you know, part of the company, right? Mindset. And we have to shift our mindset to ourselves. And I really talk about for the clients to really find the priority in you. And that's where I wrote this educational tool. And it really talks about you planning because when's the last time you plan for you really when prior yeah. to school, you know, I, you know, I can, I can't remember any time when I really, I sat down and I thought, man, who am I? I don't know, you know. So it's kind of daunting some of these questions, and um, um, but it's also very freeing once you once you go through the internal work. It's very very freeing because you're like, oh, hey, I like this, or I thought I like this, but mm, let me go over here. So um, I, I want to be very encouraging to your audience that there's there's a tremendous opportunity out there. Right. And so, so many of us are defined by our job title or our exactly. career. And that's the way we introduce ourselves. This is, you know, this is my wife. She's blah, blah, blah. It's my husband, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly now that's gone. So how do you, how do you even introduce yourself in some of those spots? So there's so many things that come into retiring that you don't even think about. Yeah. And that's, that's where the ego gets into play. And, you know, I've had people say to me, man, and Nancy, I was the, you know, in the who's who of, CEOs globally and I, I love I did a lot of work with CFOs similarly and now my you know I'm who am I exactly you know I'm not that exactly what you said and so it's redefining what is it what is that person right through their passions and you know many other different um, components that really make up the new identity of this person going forward and which will continue to grow. It's not just, you know, today I pick this, but it's going to continue to grow over time. So it's marinating. It's beautiful. A lot, a lot of people when they, when they retire, chances are they're, they're relatively high up in their occupation or within their company. They're probably in a leadership position. Do you mm -hmm. find that there's a struggle sometimes to maybe they go from that to you know, volunteering at the at the local, you know, soup kitchen or something like that, where they're sort of just coming in as uh, to help out as kind of a worker bee. Is it hard for them sometimes to detach from that uh, leadership role? I think that these people would probably 
scope out that organization? You know, like, do I like doing the food pantry or do I like uh, making up the charities like a Red Cross or, you know, build Habitat for Humanity or some of these beautiful uh, organizations that we have? And I think that they would probably go on the board if they if they saw that they could make impact. I always I always say before you go on any board, scope you know scope it out. Make sure you agree with all their practices and make sure you like what they really. I mean, are, do they are they really doing what they say they do? Right? Because we know with charities how that that can be. So uh, if, if that person has that tremendous leadership, I would assume that they would make tremendous impact if they were elected to that board. Yeah. And then a lot of those boards, a lot of the, those nonprofits will have their, you know, their annual meetings. They'll have those right on the website or their, even some of the minutes of their, their regular meetings. So you can go right. and read through that and check that out. And, and if it's something local in town, you may know a board member or two anyway. Exactly. Um, and then scope that out, right? Scope that out. Because what about the characters of those people? Mm. You know, was there a, a big, presence of someone or all they all yes people or you know what's the, what's that candidate's appetite for that type of work yeah yeah and the the professional composition of the board as well so if you're Huge. you know if, if you re, you're a retired accountant and they've already got five accountants <laughs> on the board that might not be a place where you can really add a lot of value or something right right something you're yeah. not hugely passionate about so you mentioned some of your recent clients so so let's step back into that and talk a little bit about um, your business and how you got into the business and the type of clients you work with. Thank you. So, um, well, I did try that charity stuff <laughs> and, um, I, I, you know, after retiring for 40 years in global management, I just, what do I love to do? I love to run businesses. And so that's what I created, but I wanted to create it with the struggle that I had, which is how do I transition from a uh, career into healthy retirement. And the health piece is hugely important to me. And so that's how I've structured that company. And I've written a 12-week proprietary process that's science-based and it's proven. Um, and, you know, Brian, you and I have talked about this, that retirement and health seems so simple, but at the same time, it's can be very complicated, right? And and to to attack it at from a from a new point of view, um, because we really haven't been thinking about it. I'm talking about the the client really at all for almost 40 years. So it's it's starting all over again. It's becoming a beginner to uh, owning owning your own life again, right? Right, and and I think health and wealth are so tied together. I have I have clients who who run a gym and we talk about that all the time, the similarities there's yeah. everybody's looking for a, a quick way to lose weight. Everybody's looking for a quick way to get rich. Right. But it's all about the the consistent effort over a long period of time that produces positive outcomes yes. in, in both scenarios. And, and they really are tied together a lot. Yes. Um, how often it seems like I'm trying to think of, of people who are retired or, or about to retire. Do you find that, that most people who are well prepared for retirement are well prepared from a from a health standpoint, or do you find that people, um, your clients have been so focused on the accumulation of the wealth part that they've sacrificed on the health side? Uh, in my world, I would say that um, there's been a tremendous focus on wealth creation, mm -hmm. um, and but but it comes at a cost, and that cost is their health. Okay. Um, so, you know, these are people that are 
traveling, running businesses, highly stressed time. I mean, imagine running a business during COVID or the pandemic. I mean, it's extraordinarily difficult, right? Leadership globally, you know, it's very, very challenging. We've, we've, we have lived through uh, really, I believe, historic times because this has been really extraordinary to watch the world really enveloped in, in these crises, right? And I, I'm thankful to the healthcare scientists and all these amazing people who have created support for us to find the vaccine so that now we can be careful, but we can move forward collectively as, as a world. And I think that this was a time that we're not, I always say we're not global anymore. We just are the world because we're so interconnected now, right? As, as people go into retirement, do you find the, the physical health or mental health to be a bigger issue? Well, I think, I think for the first time, generally in um, someone's career, they may be suffering from first-time health issues. So uh, could be a heart problem or a hearing problem or um, the knee went out, you know. Um, and then there's also a fear factor in terms of the mind. So for instance, for me, my mother had Alzheimer's. Uh, however, there's nobody else in the family that has it. So how was it that that happened for her? And here she is, highly educated, athletic, almost professional, multi-sports, right? And, and did all, but what happened, right? So I think that there's a lot of fear factor in and around both the physical and the mental health. And I think that this is a great time to capture the, the science right now so we can utilize that. What can we do right now to, to get you back on the road, on the, on the straight road? And what is that science? You've sort of teased it a few times here. What's what's changed over the last decade or half decade or so? <clears throat> well, everything's everything has a research project attached to it, proving. So it's not all hocus pocus. Um, and we know um, best protocols, right, from all these universities. And we know new protocols that are coming out that aren't vetted by the FDA yet. But they are available for, you know, I would say... Um, Let's see, what would be the word, uh, uh, you know, really extreme diseases or things that really people need help with to be on trial, you know, these mm -hmm. clinical trials. So there's such an opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to relook at my nutrition. Hey, I'm going to relook at my sleep protocols. I'm going to relook at my mind. Am I constantly living in stress? Hey, um, I don't necessarily have to go to the gym, but what could I do at home or outside in nature? Or, you know, I love winter sports. I love um, summer sports. What could I do instead of, I want to be outside because I've always lived in a building or, you know, something like that. So there's all these things that we can work on from really a mindset point of view of changing. And it's, it's proven science. It's out there. Yeah, and it feels like it's really, really accelerating the the new developments and yeah. and the the longevity. Um, you know, they say that the the person who's going to live to 150 has already been born, or you know, you see, it might be you actually, Nancy. It might be you. No, I, I don't think so. But Peter Peter Dimatias, who's who is uh, one of Tony Robbins' uh, partners and several other those guys, 
I think he's gunning for 150, so he'll make it, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, when you get into the wacky world of replacement parts and, and all that sort of yes, stuff. I mean, yes. Robot um, parts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you have to love this. You just have to love the creativity, the innovation, the science. I mean, it's just, it's so amazing what these these scientists are doing um, for humankind, for everybody, right? Right, and you help, and you hope that it's going to be widely available. I mean, it's not something out of the movies where it's you know a, f a few billionaires or trillionaires have uh, you know lived to be five hundred years old, and everybody else suffers. You hope it's a little more widespread than that. Well, I mean, look, I think about like I, when I got out of college, I worked for an engineering firm, and um, because those guys were so crazy and they were engineers, they was like, oh, Nancy, need a computer. And I'm like, uh, $3,000 on my little salary for a computer. And I think the HP printer, which was huge, which I could barely carry to my apartment. Um, I don't know. It was ridiculous, like 2,500, right? Well, now we can go to Costco for pennies, right? And mm -hmm. get something a gajillion times more powerful, right? So I think that the science is going to follow that same model, right? That once we get it out into the marketplace, there's going to be a, an aggregation of um, this is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For most, most things, for most things. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, yeah. As far as your client base goes, when do people start reaching out to you or when they should, when should they start reaching out to you? <laughs> Those are two different data points. <laughs> right. But I, I think humans need a sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. So I always talk about <clears throat> contacting me in and around retirement. So that could mean like, um, I had a conversation with someone who said, you know, I think I'm planning on, but I'm not sure yet next year, there's something's happening in the company, we're looking for a successor, blah, blah, blah. So there's movement, right? So this person knows that probably end of year, she'll be out, right? Purposely. I mean, she's planning it, she's designing it. Um, and others, they, they'll say, well, the company has been acquired, or but they're, you know, Nobody can know the close of the MA. No one knows that. Even the street guys don't know it, but they know something's going to happen. On what side are they on? So, or simply that, you know, my partner has retired and I want to retire to do the things that, you know, whatever it is, or, um, or vice versa. So, I, you know, obviously the earlier the better, but the reality of really doing this internal work and focusing on yourself, I don't really think is, is, I mean, unless you're bionic, which I'm sure there are people out there, I just haven't found them yet, but who that could, you know, attack this situation full on to take ownership of themselves while still working full out. I just think it has to have a sense of urgency. And how about that scenario where you mentioned uh, one spouse, one partner is retired, and the other one, and the other one isn't? How how stressful a few years are those? Uh, so this is interesting. So I uh, placed an incredible woman a couple of years ago um, now in a, a major global role, and she told me, 
you know, my husband at the time, I think he was in his 70s or 80s, and she's in her 50s. So there was really a 20 plus year difference. And she said, I want a really big role because this was going to be her last big role before she really wanted to retire. Because I think it was a sense of if the aging process, you know, there's an urgency to that, right? For her husband, she wanted to be together with the husband. Um, I've, I've spoken to another person. It's very individual. She said, uh, my partner will retire in five years, but she had an early out. She took an early exit exit package. And so she was looking for volunteer work and some part-time opportunities to kind of wait it out, if you will, um, until that five year. And they had planned together. Then, of course, they wanted to go traveling because they loved it. They did it on their vacations and whatever. I don't know if they were looking for a home outside of the U.S. I, I don't know. But they loved the travel piece of it. So everybody's different. So I think I think really I'm, what I'm getting back to you is to say have that conversation because it can you need to communicate. And this is one thing that when you retire, I always say that it's not just you who retires, it's the people around you and the family because you're different now and they have to get used to that. And it impacts people differently. So have that conversation. So if I was in your household, Brian, I would say, Brian, you know, I'm retiring. I'm, uh, you know, doing this, doing that. And we would see if if you would say, well, Nance, that, that doesn't suit me at all because I'm doing this and that, or we could have a meeting of, of the minds, right? So I think that there's really a need for uh, empathy for that person who's retiring and an under, understanding because they're going through so much um, that the families don't necessarily, and it's an unknown, right? It's a fear factor, right? It's unknown. Retirement is, is fearful from the personal point of view. Um, and can be from the financial point of view as well. Right, and you'd be amazed how many times that uh, people are close to retirement and one has one spouse has different plans than the other one, you know? Totally, so it, it's like this, exactly, and... exactly. So it's so important to have that conversation uh, sooner rather than later. Um, you know, what are you dreaming about? You know, mm -hmm. what, what would you like to do? For instance, I love travel, my husband's a homebody. Yeah. It's like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you might think you like something, you know, you, you might right. say you want to retire and travel. And after a few uh, long waits at airports and this and that, you might decide it's not your thing. You know? <laughs> right. Right. So tell me about the uh, people who want to reach out to you and people who where to find you. And uh, I know you do a ton of content. So so where else can people find you and learn more about Nancy Schwartz? Yeah, oh, thank you. So I think the best way would be to find my, me on my website, which is EnvisionHealthyRetirement.com. It's EnvisionHealthyRetirement.com. And on there uh, for your audience is um, I have a, a sleep uh, download because it's change of season and holidays and people are always short of sleep. So please, it's it's free and complimentary. So please download that. And then I also have a discovery call. Uh, if they're really serious about having a conversation, I am a huge believer in providing value. This is not a sales call. I don't do sales. Um, I'm about providing value. So 
um, if, that, if that's of interest. And then certainly on all those other social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, and then I have a YouTube channel as well. Okay. Well, I don't think I'll need the sleep video tonight because I'm a few minutes away from drinking about a gallon of NyQuil. So that, that oh, should do no. me for tonight. But... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, so tell what's the what's the process like for for a client um, onboarding, if you will. It's probably not the right word, but what's what's that like early stages? Right. So I really want to get to know that person in a, in a big way. And so I will be asking them, what is their why? Sometimes people have ideas of what they are envisioning. So we kind of walk through that. Um, I take a detailed health history um, to find out where they want to be working. You know, they may be working with other people besides myself, right? So I, I want to get the full picture of who's doing what, where, when. Um, and then I use a proprietary software, Brian, called um, Practice Better, and it's HIPAA compliant, so it's hugely uh, confidential. And that's where all of my modules are released and the worksheets and everything. And um, we address each lesson, um, a health component and a retirement component. Mm -hmm. And it's rigorously structured. Um, however, I know it's challenging times still for people out there. So I also have the ability just because of my 40 years in business to throw away that playbook. And, you know, several times clients have come to me and said, you know, Nance, look, I have this personal thing or I have something in business let's talk this through because I can't move forward. I'm stuck here. Right. So I think that that's really, and if I can help them, I, 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 I offer that as well. So, um, so yeah, it's a progression of steps and I have six pillars that we walk through in various different mindsets. Great, Nancy. Well, I appreciate you giving us half an hour or so tonight. Any last words of wisdom for our audience? Yes. Um, enjoy your amazing, healthy retirement. Own yourself, uh, plan, design what you want, and then go live it. You're going to be amazing. Okay, great. That's Nancy Schwartz from Envision Healthy Retirement. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you so much, Brian.